Let's turn our attention right to the housing sector and break down some of the data that we've gotten in this week. Really key for today's panel, Daryl Fairweather, Chief Economist at Redfin, and Brad Hunter, President at Hunter Housing Economics. I'm glad you're both here. Brad, what were your thoughts on the existing home sales? Basically, as we get these numbers in, we're able to compile some forward-looking ideas. Well, <clears throat> sales are up and prices are up. But the one thing I want to say is this is not a bubble. You know, there is some FOMO, fear of missing out, and some momentum buying, but the rest of the ingredients of a bubble are absent. Uh, rising home prices don't make a bubble. Rising home prices due to interest-only loans, negative amortization loans, and liar loans, and so on, created the 2003 to 2005 bubble. This is very different. Now home prices are rising because there aren't enough homes. Yeah, and you know, Daryl, you made the point in your notes, too, about inventories and um, that obviously, particularly during COVID when people were relocating, and the idea here is that people are not done relocating. I, you know, at first I figured everybody who wanted to move, moved. But that's not the case, is it? Migration still remains elevated above pre-pandemic levels, and I would expect it to stay elevated. The work-from-home revolution certainly isn't over. Amazon just announced that they're going to allow their workers to work remotely with, that, with as long as they have permission from their director. So I think there'll be more companies embracing remote work, especially during this labor shortage. They're going to have to cater to what their workers want and where their workers actually want to live. Yeah, and we look at the medium and home prices um, that have been climbing year over year. Um, Brad, you made, the, you made the note that they're still really elevated. I was under the impression that maybe they've come off the tops. Where do we stand going into 2022, for example? Well, you know, one of the things I like to do is take a look at uh, the demand side. You know, we're, we're creating 1.5 to 1.6 million households in the country a year. That's a strong number. So you need 800 to 900,000 single family homes a year just to meet the household formations and then add on another 200 to 300,000 for replacement. And so you're easily justifying today's levels of home production. And, uh, you know, we need to go even higher, even if we kind of stabilize at 1.0 million instead of 1.1, 1.2 million, um, you know, we, we're still kind of playing catch up. And, uh, you right. know, the, the largest population uh, in the U.S. is turning age 27 to 31 right now. And that's the group that's starting to form families and need a house in the suburbs. Yeah. And, and Daryl, you noted some really great trends that are going on from the bidding wars to the age brackets to areas regionally that seem to be hotter than others. Daryl, tell us some of the trends that you're seeing. Well, some of the hottest places are these migration destinations like Austin and Florida. Also, inland California, like Sacramento, for example, is still really hot. And we're also just seeing a lot of demand this time of year, thanks to low mortgage rates. I, there's more demand than I would have expected. But the problem is lack of inventory, because there really aren't that many homes for sale right now. And although home sales were really strong in September, it might not be able to be that might not be able to be maintained simply because there aren't enough listings. There's not enough for people to choose from. Right. You mentioned rally, also a really competitive market. The bidding wars at the lowest level of the year. I mean, are people maybe, you know, as it gets colder, too, do you expect some seasonality? I mean, we've seen Home Depot and Lowe's doing great with do it yourselfers doing stuff for homes. But um, do you expect some seasonality, Daryl? Oh, yes. We're seeing more seasonality this year than last year. Last year's seasonality went completely out the window. 
And that's one of the reasons I'm surprised demand has held up so well, because I would have expected it to cool more. So we're seeing some seasonal cooling, but it still looks stronger than last year in terms of demand. Right. And obviously, Brad, the best homes go first, right? I mean, and then that's where the bidding wars. What is your advice to somebody either selling or buying at this time, Brad, based on what you've seen? I, you know, I always give the same advice. You know, if you're uh, shopping for a home, buy something that really makes sense for your lifestyle and, and what you need. Don't try to just kind of make money by buying into the momentum. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the really big problem is that the builders can't profitably afford to build homes for young families. Yeah. And so that's why we're seeing the built for rent trend come along and kind of filling the gap. Um, so uh, that's kind of the the overall thing. You've got this tremendous amount of demand for millennials forming families, not enough family-oriented housing to meet their needs. Yeah, and Brad, I mean, obviously we have a backlog of items. I mean, people waiting for dishwashers and things, semiconductor chips that all go into building a home, right, Brad? I mean, lumber was very expensive. I know it's come down a little bit, but the home builders have a lot to contend with. We just showed some of the home building stocks. And while you're not a stock picker, um, I don't know which home builders you think may be better than others, or is it the type of home they build, you know, that may be more in demand, but they have some hurdles. I mean, yeah, the, the greatest demand is in that sort of entry level segment. So I think that the builders that are successfully pivoting towards the lower segment of of their market and what they can profitably build, uh, I think that they stand to do the best. So, I mean, uh, that being said, you know, the, the luxury builders like Toll are doing fantastically well too, but they're smart enough that they're actually spreading out and, and doing things to serve the needs of the entry-level new families as well in their own way. I mean, you know, $300,000 is a a low price for a Toll Brothers home, but they are building homes in that price range in certain markets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Daryl, as you take a look um, at the numbers that have been coming in, we mentioned mortgage prices and the purchase applications actually decreased. Um, mortgage rates are going to be on the rise. I mean, it's hard to, they're still at record lows, at or near record lows. I mean, it's not like our parents had to contend with, um, but still, People talk about that, right? And they really consider these mortgage rates when they're buying. Low mortgage rates have certainly fueled a lot of demand this last year, but now we're starting to see just more growth in the economy overall, the strong labor market. So although mortgage rates are going to increase, I think the general economic picture supports more demand. The demographic changes that were mentioned, all of that, I think we're going to see a lot more people moving even despite those higher mortgage rates. Mm -hmm. And Brad, what am I leaving out? You know, as we wrap this up, um, you know, what's your final thought here? I would uh, just kind of latch on to the rising interest rate of, uh, concern and say uh, rising interest rates will certainly create more, you know, monthly payment concerns and affordability issues and price some people out of the for sale market. And again, there's that built for rent segment coming along to fill the gap. I think that's gonna actually feed the build for rent business along with just house price inflation in general and that age 30 to 35 age group that's growing so rapidly and the shortage of homes. All those things are really converging and that's why so much money is being invested in build for rent right now. Yeah, absolutely. Daryl Fairweather of Redfin and also Brad Hunter of 
Hunter Housing Economics. Thank you both. Great conversation and in an area that's been hot. Thank you. Nice.